Friday, we were just discussing in the Patreon exclusive portion of the podcast mm. um, major Abrahamic religions, so you know, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. Mm. And that is something that is quite pertinent to my very recent experience. So, first of all, there was no, like, I guess it's to plug the Patreon that you brought that up, but like, you could, <laughs> you didn't have to have a segue. That segue is just for the people who are listening on patreon.com. Um, well, let, let's get, well, mm-hmm. I was really hoping I would go first this week because I really wanted to just like, I, I wanted to open, I wanted to really just get aggro. Can I guess up. you wanted to, you wanted to aggro me for having this episode be late? Is that what was going to happen? Oh, I've been looking forward to recording this episode for so long. Oh, dude. So well, longer long. than usual. Yeah. There lies the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I've been waiting over a week to record this episode with you and I've just been looking forward to it so, so much because there's no debate this time. This episode is a week late. No, this time it was... We just couldn't record because my house was accidentally turned into an echo chamber longer than I expected. Okay. I was wondering where the accidentally was coming because I'm pretty sure you asked for you You wanted this to happen. Yeah. It was supposed to get done in like three days and it ended up taking like nine. Yeah. So you made the you made the mistake of trusting the quote given to you by the tradies, which is, oh, yeah, mate, no worries. I haven't actually, done it in three days. Yeah, easy. Actually, no. I made the mistake of trusting even stupider of me, the estate agents that sold us the apartment. So are we, <laughs> Many are years we doing ago. are we doing floor chat? Are you doing floor chat or are, are you going to- I was going to do Sarajevo chat. Sarajevo chat. Oh, because you went and visited Sarajevo. I did. All right, let's I do Sarajevo chat. Let's do Sarajevo chat. This week and then next week, I want to hear all about the floors. We got to we got to get floor chat in. I want to hear it. But we'll get floor chat. All right, let's it'll do sorry over chat because you, be you the, went to the you went again. back to your ancestral homelands. I did. I went back to my ancestral homeland of depending on how you slice it, either Bosnia Herzegovina or Croatia, depending on who you ask. Or Yugoslavia. Um, yeah, what? Well, yeah, you know. Oh, you would love this. I bought Jeff a phenomenal gift. Right. Go on. What'd you get him? It is a mug mm. with a picture of Tito on yeah. it. And the Hugo Boss logo, but instead of Hugo Boss, it says Hugo Boss. That's really awful. That's right. That's just, that's so bad. <laughs> These things were everywhere, dude. Yeah, that's like the, um, that's giving me the same kind of feeling as the, uh, you go to, you go to Prague in the Czech Republic and it's that, um, it's the, uh, like Prague, official Prague drinking team, um, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just all, this stuff is all over the tourist shops. I bet they were, whoever thought of that? Put it in the tourist shop, and it just caught on like wildfire. That's a that's a cracker. Oh, it must yeah. have. Yeah, it's hilarious. You go, it's boss. Like he's, he's a di- he's a dictator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it works. It works. Benevolent. He, he was the benevolent dictator of Yugoslavia. He was the boss of. He Yugoslavia. was demonstrably the Hugo he boss. He was the yes. Hugo boss. It's hard to argue yeah. with that. Yeah, that's really good. It's hard to argue with that, and I'm sure if you tried to, I don't know how long you would have lost. Yeah. <laughs> it's you look. You couldn't vote against it. Let's put it that way. Um, but no, yeah, we went to a, a wedding. Mm-hmm. In Slavonsky Brod, which is a, a a town which is where my father's from, uh, on the smaller side of things, um, quaint, very very nice. Um, wedding was an absolute belter. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. Nah, if you sent Real... you sent me some videos and it looked like people were getting down, dude. So my, every time I go to a wedding with my parents mm. in the former Yugoslavia, which has only happened twice, this is the second time. Mm-hmm. They are with people that my parents talked to and remember, and were friends with during the, or before the war. Mm. So, like, last time it was, you know, the guy who was a groom, who was a groomsman at my father's wedding, for example. So, like, his son was getting married. He went to that. Yep. And this time it was my father's cousin's daughter, which is a little bit removed. Father's, like, father's let's be real. cousin's daughter. You, you shouldn't be going to that wedding, man. Father's cousin's daughter. See, that's... You're, you're, you don't right? need to be there, man. You, it's like... No. Nah. 
But my parents are so involved in these weddings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And not just involved, like seemingly guests of honor. But is that is, like, is that something? And I don't know. Is, is, how many guests of honor are there? Like, is everyone a guest of honor? No, here's the thing. So that's one that you could argue that, right? But in the, the first wedding we went to in Mostar a couple of years yeah. ago, when we went from the church to the, the reception, mm. Nikki and I mm. rode in a car with the groom's parents. Okay. Yeah. So pretty high on the yeah, list. Yeah, that's, I would that's say. putting you right up there, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And this, is this what happened this time as well? Like your parents are. So this time. Oh, I, know, I, know, I know. I know where this is going. I know. I know what we're coming this back to. This time we get this. in. This is. This time we get in. There's a Mo- there's some Mozart vibes. Yeah. By the way, a lot in in Slavonski Broad. Many a Mozart cafe, Mozart casino, and I'm like, dude, what is going on where here? Is, where is this like, place? No, never seen this. Slavonski Broad. It's way up in. It's inland. Like in in. It's on the border with Bosnia. In Bosnia Herzegovina or. No, it's in Croatia. Oh, it's in Croatia. Okay, yeah, but it's on the border with Bosnia. All right, I'm never going to find it. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking through names on Google Maps, and it's just like, oh boy, there's. Uh, a lot. Do you see Zagreb? Do, do you see Osijek? Uh, a lot of consonants. Um, Osijek. Oh yes, to yes, the yes. East yes. of Zagreb. Yep, yep, Osijek. If you had south of Osijek south. and then oh, slightly uh, west, Babina Greta. But yeah, so head west from there, you'll hit Slavonsky Broad. Slav- ah, Slavonsky Broad. And it's it's spelled exactly like it sounds. Slavonsky Broad. Yeah, okay. It's right on the border. Most things yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. As in, the, there is an, the other side of the river is Bosansky Broad, which is now just called Broad. Yeah, now just Broad. Okay, you got Broad and, and Slavonsky Broad. All right, okay. Yep. So, uh, broad nowadays means boat. At the time when they made it, just meant like river crossing, like a, like a ford mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that. So, there you are. This is Slavonian Broad. Uh but anyway, we get there. Lots of Mozart cafes, lots of Mozart uh, casinos. Why? This guy, Mozart like, never went here. No, dude. No. Like, how, how far away is Slavonsky Broad from Austria? Like, Mozart, I, I Mozart, mean, Mozart's not going on tour to there. No, you'd have to, you'd have to cross all of Hungary. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like... I guess no, you don't. It's, it's like a quite. five and a half hour drive today in a Ford Focus. Yeah. Like, Mozart's not... Mozart's <laughs> yeah, not yeah, let alone a, car, a horse and car yeah, ride. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> So I don't know, dude. Um, but we get there, mm. and it's so. Uh, in terms of my, my family's involvement, the, the day before the wedding, right? Mm. We get a six, seven-hour car ride tour going around like different places. My father grew up. Places they say, oh, you know, here's this river we used to go swimming in. Here's this old fort. All this kind of mm. stuff. <clears throat> we go to like a traditional restaurant and have lunch. That's cool. And Riley, who do you think who do you think drives us the day before the wedding? And spends the whole day with us not, wondering. Not, this, not this the groom. No, the father of the bride. Right? <laughs> He's got nothing more important to do. It's not like tomorrow's his big, a big day for his little daughter. No. Father of the bride, father of the bride. spends the whole day, dude. So hang on, what's your relation with these the people again? Your The father of the bride is my is cousin. father's cousin's husband. Oh, so his cousin is the is the the lady. No blood relative. No blood relative. So it's his his cousin in law. Yes, and he's like, well, I've got to spend the full day to take uh, take the Stranjaks around. With the Stranjaks, yeah, the Stranjaks. And in when town. you asked if this was a, if you asked if everyone's a guest on it, there was three hundred people at this wedding. Well, he's not presumably not driving everyone around. No, were you, were you in a tour bus? Were you in one of those big open and top coaches? Sure you, and he was trying. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you glean this from the size of the town on Google Maps, but uh, 300 people is a decent percentage of the population of this yeah, place. It's not, it's, it doesn't look like a very big city. It doesn't look like no. a very big town. No. 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 So, so this, okay. 
there there is something on your on your father's deathbed, right? Which I hope is a very long way away, right? But mm. it might be closer than you want, based on what I'm going to say here. Mm. Your dad is clearly like he's going to come to you. Well, you're going to go to him because he's on his deathbed, and he is going to clasp your hands and he's going to whisper such secrets in your ear right about who he is who he was like his role like he's the one who i don't know brought down some government or did some like he's he's done something man he's done something Brady, have you seen the movie have you seen the movie watchman like the 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 adaptation of the comic book yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the opening where they have the opening scene with like the times they are changing and it goes through like all like the 21st century, 20th century history and stuff. Yes. And it does, the, it goes to the bit where it goes to Dallas and it pans over and you see the comedian yes, who's was, meant to yes. be the guy on the grassy knoll yes. who shot JFK. Yeah. That has big my father. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Your dad is going to be someone who, and, and everyone knows it, but no one's allowed to say anything, right? Like it stopped with the previous generation. He had to get out. Yeah. He had to get out of the Balkans because it was too hot, too hot for him to, to for him to stay there. Right. So he's now in peaceful, sunny pastoral Ireland. Mm-hmm. Do you know what we're going to get into at some stage? Know. At some stage, Dennis, in in your dad's later life, there's going to be a taken situation. Oh, a hundred percent. Just think about how this is set up. Your dad is like an equalizer, right? He just goes about his day. He's like doing his engineering. He just he sits at home. He watches Forged. It's a John Wick thing. Yeah, he's in retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know whose car you stole? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. And like he he lives in this like little modest house in Ireland. He does drive a nice car. Drives a nice car. Your dad and yeah, that's a one. It seems to be his one vice is that he's a nice car. But he just sits there. He watches his reruns of Forged in Fire. You know, he (laughs) he and uh, he and his wife. They you know he. You know, he's very devoted to her, makes no secret of that, proud of his son, you know. Yeah. And then one day something's going to happen. They don't have a dog, do they? No. Oh, thank goodness for that. Because that dog, it will be, that dog's, it will be something that like dog's that. days you're, would be nothing. Exactly yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, dude, he loves Yuri. He loves Yuri, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. So it's you killed my son's cat. <laughs> Hello, my name is Mozart. <laughs> you killed my son's cat. <laughs> Prepare to die. Everyone you've ever, everyone you've ever interacted with must die. <laughs> the, uh, the, like, you're... I, I, all joking aside, right? I actually just want you now to look at the look at your father's situation objectively, right? And yes. tell me that it is not that an average day in the life of your father, just an average day, right, doesn't fit the mold for the John Wick, the Equalizer, Taken. It is a hundred percent history of violence. Yes, the opening opening fifteen minutes. Of opening scenes, right? To establish that this guy is just a regular yep. everyday dad. And then there's the inciting yeah, incident. I mean, it's Something hard happens. to argue yeah, with. Yeah. It's memed. It's memed a lot in my life. Yes. You know, Nikki jokes about it. My friends joke about it. Nikki's parents will joke about it. Um, but it's one of those things where if everybody's joking about it, you're like, all right, guys, at some point. Yeah, there's there's truth. Yeah, how how much you know of it mean? is an actual is is a joke. Anyway, so how does this tie into what you were talking about before with the religion thing? Because we were talking about like the Abrahamic religions and how Islam is yeah, Islam's uh, well, done very well for itself after over the, the years, very very well for itself. A, and, after the wedding, we went to Sarajevo, yeah. which is um, quite often called the Jerusalem of Europe, apparently, because of how just mired in the in Abrahamic religions it is, specifically Christianity and Islam for the most part. But there's a healthy Judaism. Um, Jewish representation as well. Yeah, sure. There's plenty of places where you can stand and at certain times of day hear the Angelus Catholic church bells and the Muslim call to prayer. Yeah. 
and uh, a synagogue all ringing at the same time, uh-huh. which is obviously very, very rare. Um, it's also a city that I was talking to you about, right? Just mired in war. Yes. Just Acro- across all, across it, roads it, of history. Yeah, absolutely. Like really a very much meeting of East and West. Mm-hmm. Like we went there. It's the place where World War One started. Mm-hmm. Um, Famously, yes. You can go see where G- um, Gavlo Princip shot Farshi Franz Ferdinand. Yep. There's a <laughs> they have, they have a little um uh, imprint of his footprints in the ground. Rather a slight footed man, Garvlo. He was in the little he was in the little fella. Yeah, very, very short, very, very small feet. Yeah. And they also have like a, you know, nineteen tens car you can pose in. And like I find you that, can pay to get a photo yeah, in and be I like, find that very weird, that sort of thing. Big grizzly. Yeah. Like when I was in Boston one time at the side of the the Boston Massacre, this tourist decided it would be cool, cool to lie down and pretend to be dead atop the memorial thing that's there. And I was like, I don't know about that. Even that's a lot longer ago. Yeah. Just, <laughs> is that, I don't know. I didn't love that. Didn't love I, that. But even, I mean, even if, you, even if you like pull the time to the extreme, I, I don't think I want to go to Pompeii and pose with myself lying on the ground screaming in terror, yes. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, if you want to learn more about the assassination well, Nikki, of Archduke Nikki took a photo. Now, by the way, episode 13, halfasshistory.net, get across it. But um, it's a very interesting story. Absolute comedy, comedy, comedy of errors, that assassination, yeah, it's by the, the way. Sort of, it's the sort of thing I wish I hadn't already done because I feel like now, because those early episodes, are they're a bit bad. I wish I could do it again now. Would you ever do I feel like remastered? It, you, could do, you could do a remix. I have thought about it, yeah. I have thought about it. Anyway, um, so yeah, so you were here, you were listening to the Moisin holler away and the, and the annoying ring of the church in Berlin. Oh man, every Sunday... Like eight AM, all the church bells go off. It's like, please, mate, just let me sleep in. It's my like it's one of the two days I get to sleep in and you having bells go off everywhere. We get it. It's Sunday. All right. Man. Riley. Eight AM, please. Fajr, the first Muslim call to prayer is at like half five. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Oh my goodness. And and it's five times a day <laughs> it as is well. Early. Yeah, it's it's there's many. Holy moly. It's weird. Uh, it's also like I, it's, I learned some stuff that I didn't know. Obviously, you know, not a very practicing Muslim being in my family. Mm. But like you have like you get like when the call to prayer happens, you have a window basically to get it, your prayer in before the next one happens. Yeah. You don't have to do it necessarily there and then and stuff. It's interesting. There's a bunch of, there's but, bunch of stuff um, in Islam yeah. that, 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 that like I'm, I'm not a theologian. I'm not an expert on any of this sort of stuff. Right. So I'm sp- I, I admit I'm speaking from ignorance, which I think it's fine to talk to talk about religion from ignorance because, you know religion is a lot of a lot of it is nonsense anyway but one of the things i like about islam is that all of the the weird religious stuff that you have to do right people at some point have obviously sat down and had very reasonable conversations about how well that's just not possible for everyone right like there's mm-hmm. some there's there's some stuff that you're oh man well it's a, it's comparatively a very modern religion compared to most yes it's a it's a it's a very recent religion yes young. it's a very young yeah. religion but there, you know, there are certain things like um, that dictate, you know, how much money you're supposed to give to the church or to like the, the poor and help others. And there, like, there are these other obligations that that Muslims have. Um, there are the the five pillars. There are all these things that they're supposed to do. But then, if you get into a situation, well, that's not going to be possible for a person in this situation. And they're like, well, as long as they make some sort of an effort, it's it's still fine. And they, they, it's a very there's a lot of there's there's a lot of like not loopholes, but there's a lot of sort of built in. Flexibility. Yeah, there's a lot of flexibility. Like, like, I, like the, a lot more than I'm accustomed to with, you know, more familiar, raised as a Catholic. It's like, well, no, no, no. It's it, it's rigid. In we places do it this you way wouldn't or no expect. Way. In places you wouldn't expect yeah. as well, like women who are menstruating are exempt from fasting. On that's that's stuff the sort like of stuff that. I'm talking I'm like, about. Yeah, no. yeah. And people who are just like <laughs> sick, you know, people who need to eat to stay 
I think athletes are also exempt. That sort of, that's, and that, yeah, you'll see you're much better informed. I remember having read all this sort of stuff and I was like, man, that's actually very reasonable of them. Um, and I just, uh, having, you know, being raised in Catholicism, which is probably the most dogmatic of, well, probably. Well, just tradition, probably. tradition doesn't tend to, doesn't tend to flex and bend with reason and especially with changing yeah. times, yeah. right? Um, but no, what I was getting at mm. was that Sarajevo mired in war, yes, you know, First World War started, obviously home to like the longest siege in modern history and like the longest siege of a capital ever. It was under siege for years, actual years mm. in the 90s. Um, and then you forget, like we went to like, there was a memorial we walked past, one of, the, one of those eternal flame memorials, mm. you know, where they have like a bowl and they light a flame. Um, and Nikki was, and I was with well, Nikki and my family, she was, we're like, oh, this must be for the, um the war in the 19s was like oh no actually and i was like oh it must be for the must be for the first world yeah. it's like because you know it started here i was like no oh, it's for the second world war i'm like oh yeah the most famous conflict probably in certainly in modern times uh-huh. probably in the history of humanity uh it's like third on the list yes. of big wars what have happened yeah. here <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it's just it's crazy um uh, but it is a beautiful beautiful city we went to something that i thought you might find interesting which was the olympic bobs the abandoned olympic bobsled track oh sure like a like the what do you call it like the the it's, it's like a big water slide well I, want, I mean it's made of cement so I don't, I don't know that you could pour water and go and have a run down it but yeah it is like but it's you know miles long really yeah length of olympic because I saw track. how far how I, I, when I I used to enjoy hiking in Bavaria when I lived in Germany and I found one mm-hmm. at one point on the side of a mountain and I was like oh this is like a big water slide maybe it was a big water slide I thought it was the bobsled thing maybe I'm wrong concrete they're between one and two kilometers long that is it looks like what the hell I had no I I guess they go pretty fast it couldn't just be like they go really it couldn't fast. just be like a couple of hundred meters because it'd be over before it began yeah. Bobsleds go about 130, 140 kilometers. That, okay, I'm learning so much about bobsledding today. I didn't realize. I would have guessed. It's a, like off the top of my head, I would have guessed they go at like 50 kilometers an hour for 500 meters. Yeah, no, no double the length. Yeah, double exactly. The yeah, I was some. about half. I was only halfway there. That's unbelievable. So your your relatives your your time the time you estimated it took to complete is probably about correct <laughs> because that's probably the only actual absolute measurement I ever have had of bobsled racing is seeing how long it takes but not how fast they go yeah. or how long the actual thing is so that makes sense well it's also there's no propulsion you just run down a sl- and then hop in a thing like there's no there's no engine in no. it no it's just physics baby and it's not you're not you're not Flintstones running your feet along the bottom either <laughs> I guess you are at the very maybe, start maybe we should do that maybe we could revolutionize bobsledding by putting Flintstones openings in the bottom let me tell you in Sarajevo Nikki and I went back to the hotel after going to the office and watched Cool Runnings I was, gonna, I was wondering how long it was going to take for, so before we started talking about that Cool Runnings too. this time Australia we are the bobsled team equally as well no we do have, technically have snow in Australia I guess down in Victoria okay well not quite as ridiculous as, as Jamaica having a bobsled team. Yeah, and I, I was frustrated that the Jamaican bobsled team competed in the Calgary Olympics in 1988 mm-hmm. as opposed to the Sarajevo Olympics in 1984 because that would have been cool. <laughs> it would have been better to go watch that. Yeah, movie. you would have much preferred that, yeah. Uh, but it was it was strange, you know, going up to... The, there's a cable car that goes up to the Olympic Village. A very weird thing where the cable car... So you and I, you and I went up a cable car in... Um, we went to the, uh, the, we the Wankbahn, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, in in Garmisch-Partenkirchen, yep. um, which is you know already a, town, a village, you you walk like fifteen twenty minutes out of the town to get to the Rangbahn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the one in Sarajevo just goes from like the city center. That's cool. It's very strange. That's like handy. we crossed the river to where our hotel was and we ran the corner. We were like, all right, here it is. Up you go. Is is this near the um the one and Juan Antonio Samaranch Olympic Hall? Are you uh, I suppose it must be. I, I do enjoy that the, the he got a he got a thing named he was but he was the one who said and the winner is Sydney, very famously. So Sydney. he must have been around as the Olympic Commissioner for a long time if he got a hall named after him in Sarajevo. Yeah, that's nineteen eighty four. It must have been a long time, yeah. We also stayed in a um in a hammam. Was this the bath thing that you're telling me about? Yeah, yeah hammam is, yeah, is, is a traditional bath. Yeah. So we stayed in Isabeg of Hammam, yeah. which is, uh, I think, owned by um, the Islamic Church or whatever the, the equivalent, um, I guess it's a church, whatever the equivalent organization mm-hmm. is. Um, and I think it's funded by that. Um, so there's some like weird stuff with that. Like, can't, there's no alcohol there, obviously, stuff like yep, that. Fine with me. That works. That's um, fine. Not a problem for me. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they do like Turkish massages and stuff, but it's very, very old and oh, it was so hot. Love it, dude. Love it. Dude, it was because it was it was chilly outside. So, you know, the, the Olympics we're talking about in Syria, but those are winter, winter Olympics. Olympics. Yes. It's not a yeah, hot We're talking about bobsledding. I think people put that together. Yeah. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Uh, it is currently a breezy four degrees in Sarajevo, right? Nah, forget it. In this hammam, Forget dude, it. It was so so hot and humid and i was like what and it, this place is more like a b&b like i think it had 10 rooms or something, mm. right and i was like what is going on and then i was like oh 60 percent of this building mm. is a giant steamy bathhouse mm. mm. built on a of bu- built on a geothermal you, vent by the sound of thing yeah dude you would you would have loved, loved it. it it was like sitting in a bath yeah. no alcohol hot and humid take a walk outside see all the <sighs> history love it perfect sorry yeah, that's where i'm going the next breakfast year. The breakfast was very strange. Oh, like, oh no, Dennis, you were doing so well. You were doing so well. I was so invested in this place, and now we're talking weird breakfasts? Oh, dear. Okay, go on. The breakfast, Riley, mm. it was a tried traditional breakfast. And my parents, you know, my parents have been to Sarajevo many times. Mm. My mum grew up in, my parents met in Mostar. My mum was born there. Mm. Like, they're very much mired in Bosnia-Herzegovinian culture. And we got there and they were like, what is this? My parents are no stranger to plenty of Turkish customs, Turkish delights, mm. Turkish coffee. Mm. We know, we, 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 Nick and I drink Turkish coffee yeah. here. This breakfast, dude, was just bread. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And conservative estimates, mm. 15 different just dips. I'm into this. Yeah, sure. There's a, a, a chance you're going to learn all of them. Okay, they just stopped there. That's it. That else. was it. It was just bread, a couple of pieces of cheese, and then so like a honey, a weird brown thing. One of them was just Nutella. That one, that one. Well, once we figured that out, that one went. Yeah, quick, I was going to say that one ended up. They had to come <laughs> refill that one, didn't they? Some different jam, but like the table is preset when you sit down with all the dips, and they just bring you the bread. They're like, "Would you like coffee?" And I'm like, "This isn't a meat. What's happening? It's fine. What are you talking about?" And I'm not looking for like. I'm not looking no, for like you know yeah, Dennis the IHOP sixteen no, egg. Dennis wants here, his okay? he wants his two star Michelin buffet. He wants his little roasted quail eggs. He wants his buddy lobster thermidor for breakfast, doesn't he? Look, dude, I returned to a formerly socialist state, and let me tell you, after a while, you do start to miss capitalism a All little right, bit. Okay. All right, okay, comrades. <laughs> I think that's quite. An, I think that's quite enough for that. <laughs> so while you were off in. Um, 
off on holiday, Dennis. Some of us had to work um, as it happened. And that's what I did. My dad came up and uh, he, so he drove all the way up from, from Melbourne. Um, He, so he's, he, (laughs) he has a car, right? That that he bought for $10. Excuse me. When is this one of those things like when boomers buy a house for three hundred dollars? No, not quite. So actually, um, I'm I'm going to tell you a, a a humorous fictional story that my dad told me. Right, this is just this is just a funny story that he made up about his car. Right, the ten dollar thing is true. <laughs> okay, but this next bit is just a word. Like this, obviously, obviously, you're gonna find, you're gonna hear it now. It's just it's just a funny story. I'm going to tell. It's not true. Right, it's just a just a made up story that my dad told me. My dad he loves telling stories. So a friend of his, right. Um, sadly got terminal cancer, right? Oh, it's just a fun lark, yeah, this story really, is. Really All right, here we go. Yeah. Sadly got terminal cancer, right? So, very good friend of Dad's. Um, so, hang on. I, is that part of the story true? That, that you know, that that part can be true, yes. That part is actually true, the terminal cancer. But the next, from starting from this part now, the rest of it is not true. Oh, wait, it's no, like no, the next, the next bit is true I, because he gave him his car. This is the car that's going to end up costing $10, right? Anyway. So, gave him the car. Now, now this is when the fiction begins. So, Dad starts driving around this guy's car because he's he's dying of cancer. So, no, that's also true. He did start driving around the car. All right. At some point, this story merges into fiction, right? And I'll let you be the judge of when that happens. So, Dad's driving around this guy's car, right? Still registering his name. Dad's like paying the insurance and paying for the mechanic, whatever else. But the the car still belongs to his mate. Anyway, um, uh, oh, here's where the fiction story. My dad does not drive very safely, right? He's a bit of a petrol head, likes to go faster than he should, right? So uh-huh. okay. he gets a speeding fine, right? Again, Classic. fiction. Gets a sp- oh, hang on now. I think okay. gets a speeding yeah. fine, and the fine obviously gets sent to his mate because that's the registration it's is, is led, the car is mm-hmm. registered to his mate. So his mate gets the fine, and Dad's like. Oh, no worries. I'll pay it. Obviously, that's fine. I'll pay it, right? And the guy's like, no worries. Um, you just have to go and, like, nominate yourself as the driver. And my dad's like, mm-hmm. do I? Because if he does that, then he gets the points on his license, right? He's the one who's penalized yeah, for doing it, right? And he's like, you're going to be dead. Like, I'll <laughs> just, like, I'll just load, I, I just put the points on your license. And the guy's like. I'll give you the money. Yeah, you're not, I, yeah, the, you can have a couple of The guy is like. I don't really have an argument as to why you shouldn't do that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so it's just definitely not like it's just not it's definitely just like objectively like your 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 what's the thing in Mass Effect Paladin and Renegade? It's a Renegade move for but, sure, but right? But the points don't cost this guy anything, right? Yeah, but it's just objectively it's the wrong of course, thing. To but do. the points don't cost anything for this guy. So dad's just like you can have the points, it's fine. So then, very sadly, this we're going back into the world of the real life now before we go back into the fiction. Mm-hmm. Sadly, this guy dies, right? Cancer gets him. Very sad. Okay. Therapy. Back into the fiction now. Dad continues speeding. And the fines, up, the fines yeah. keep arriving at this dead man's doorstep, right? And dad pays him. Yep. But yep. he's just like, I've got until... At least next year, right, when the car is up for re-registration, to put as many points on this thing as possible, right? Because this guy's dead. What are they going to do? Dig him up and, and take away his license? No, right? What an exploit. So, Dad's found the infinite points glitch, infinite demerit point glitch for your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that was all, obviously, that's fiction. None of that actually happened. 
Um, but then, so when, after the guy died, right, apparently he didn't get on very well with his wife. And Riley, I need to know, is this, I, I, so I originally thought you were telling me this was a fake story because you didn't want, because you thought your father told it for gas. Are you just trying to not implicate your father in a crime? No, no, of course, dad would never break the law. Dad drives very, very responsible, okay. safe man, drives very safely, never speeds, never, never, you know, he's, he's, he's a, a, absolutely, he's a role model, you know, he's, he's never done the wrong thing. Anyway, um, so when mm. he, uh, so when his mate died, he, re- he went around to meet with the guy's wife, who apparently they didn't, they didn't get on super well, apparently, I don't know, I don't know the details, but that was, that was the story. The guy and the, the guy and the wife or your father and the guy? No, no, the, the, the guy and his wife, right? The, dead, the, the, husband, the husband and wife. The husband yeah. and wife. They, they didn't get on very well. So anyway, so dad brings around um, like a, a coffee and I think he got went to the bakery and got something, brought the paper around, whatever else. And he's like, oh, you know, so sorry if you lost. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Um, and he's like, what do you want to do with the car? And she is in the middle of getting money out of her purse to pay dad for the coffee and like the little cake that he brought, right? So he hands her over $10. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, what do you want to do? He goes, what do you want to do with the car? And she's like, well, I don't know. It's kind of yours anyway. Like you've been driving for the past like two years. So you may as well just keep it, right? And he's like, well, no, I insist. Like I need you to, like I, I want to, like I'll buy it, right? I've, obviously I'll buy it off you. Because dad's he's an upstanding guy. He's not, you know, he does the right thing at all times. Mm-hmm. Never does the wrong thing ever, right? As we've established. Mm-hmm. And he goes, how much do you want for it? And she goes, all right, $10. As she like puts her hand out for the ten that she has just handed to Dad for the coffee and the cake, right? So Dad hands back the ten dollars. They sign the paperwork there, and now Dad is the owner of this car. So it's his ten dollar Ute, and he treats it. Who boy, he really gives that thing the business. Um, mm-hmm. but he drove up in his ten dollar Ute with tools in the back, Dennis, because we we gave the business to my house. Oh my goodness. Okay. We got so much stuff done while he was up here. It was great, right? So your 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 dad's a, a doer in this scenario. Oh, he's right? he he's worked in construction his entire life. He's worked as an architect, as a building designer. He's worked as a project manager. He's worked. He's done, like any like I don't know how much manual labor he's actually done, but like most things on a building site, he is enormously competent with, right? Because he's done it for the past okay, like nice. forty years, right? He's really good. So. I show him and he show him having with my house, right? Like the dishwasher makes a funny noise in the pipes. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I was just, and he goes down with some like contraption, right? Bit of banging, bit of crashing. Mm-hmm. He's like, try it again. Gone. Like, what'd you do? He goes, oh, it's just a T joint that I had to. But- wizardry. We- That's es- wizardry. Essentially, You're describing right? wizardry. Yeah, right? So we went to many, essentially every day we're at Bunnings, the major hardware retailer in Australia, right? And every day we were fixing Something right, the gutters, the flashing, uh, the uh, the the, the fix a gate, like all these little bits and pieces. That after having moved into this new house, we realized, oh, this doesn't work properly, right? We just went through and fixed them all. Mm -hmm. Um, at one point, so Megan Megan's studio had like this weird flowery wallpaper that she didn't like, right? And Dad was like, oh, get rid of that. And I was like, no, like you're only here for like you're only here for a week. He's like, no, it's fine, we'll get it done. I was like, what? They had it done that night. I assumed removing. I, I assumed removing wallpaper would be like a week long job and re, re, like involve a lot of different equipment, right? And they just went in there. I mean, I I'm certain I could remove wallpaper in an evening, but not in a way that you could ever <laughs> sustainably put any other kind of wallpaper on it afterwards. You know exactly. what I mean? No, he just went to Bunnies. He bought some stuff. He, like again, he just bought. He's a couple hundred couple hundred dollars later. Him and Megan, right? Bonding here, the father and the daughter in law. Cute, yeah. They're bonding over ripping down this. It looked like great fun. 
right? It looked like, you know, when you try to take a sticker off the back of something? Yeah, it's just that times a thousand. It's that times, except an entire wall. And then they they did a pretty good job. There were a few bits and pieces, but then they just they just sanded, like not sanded. They did something right, and then painted over it, and now it looks great. It looks better than before. It looked better than new, right? Because it's got a fresh lick of paint all over it, right? Incredible. But the best thing that happened while Dad was up here, and I've shown you pictures of the result of this, because mm-hmm. oh boy. So the office, the little study that I had, it was the last room to be unpacked, right? So it was where all the boxes were. For months and months and months because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Well, I knew what I wanted to do with it, but how I was going to do it was going to be very difficult. Dennis, I'm not a man who likes to be parted with a dollar. I hide this very well. Not, no. not, people, not many people know this about me. But Your miserly nature is, is, is a deep, dark secret. Very, very, very <laughs> secret. You know, a better secret as my, fa- my father's espionage pass. So I had a chippy and a carpenter in to come and look at the built-in wardrobe in my office. What is a chippy in this context? A carpenter. A chippy, so not a person that serves efficient. No, chips. no. If you go to a chippy in Australia, you'll you'll end up with a very different type of chip, and a not not a, not a, not an edible type. Yeah. So I called a carpenter in to come and have a look at this um this built-in wardrobe that's in this the the, stu- the st- study office that I work in, right? Because I wanted to get rid of it mm-hmm. and replace it with a built-in bookshelf, which I was very excited about because it's a big wardrobe, sort of wall to wall, and I was like, I'll get a. I'll put a bookshelf in here as well instead. So I looked up some DIY stuff. I'm like, nope, definitely no way that I could DIY that, right? No no way. So not do it myself. I would do it yourself, yourself being a paid professional. You're being someone else, yeah. So I bring this guy in. He takes a look at it, takes his measurements. Like, no, I'll send you a quote. A week later, it gets back to me, five and a half grand. Oof. Which is just Oof. like, that's, I could, I, I, I was, I would have gone to two probably. Because I just have no idea about so, these things. Remind, what's the what's the, what's the what's the extent of the work you're trying to do here? Like specifically, um, removing three sliding doors from a rail, removing one uh-huh. interior shelf that is about at head height with a rail underneath it that you hang clothes off, and then mm-hmm. building in that recess, right? Like in that where you would hang your clothes normally, right? Building in that uh, a bookshelf, like th- so. The first two and a half meters, two thirds of this. Yeah. Is something I'm confident in my ability to do, given a claw hammer and a particularly bad loss at a game of League of Legends, right? I'm pretty confident I could get those down. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> you could do that for free. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was. He was like, we need a cabinet maker and we need this, we need that. And look, the guy obviously works to a very high standard, right? Because for that sort of money, you'd certainly bloody hope so. So I said, all right, well, <laughs> thank you very much for the quote. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to move forward with it this time. Uh, what the bloody hell am I going to do? And then my dad comes up and I show him and I talk Mm -hmm. him through. No, I didn't even talk him through. I'm just like, I want to turn this into a bookshelf. And my dad does this thing where you'll tell him something. He doesn't reply. It's like he's not listening. He just goes off into this other world, Mm. right? And I've... His mind palace, which I'm sure has immaculate finishing. Oh, yeah. The mind palace is... It's it's the hallmark of sustainable design. So, no, dad does this thing where you ask him a question and he just seems to be ignoring you. And it's very frustrating, and I've learned to deal with it over the decades that I've known him. But you just have to wait. You just have to wait, right? There's a processing time. because, But but there's not even a... Like, often when a, a computer has a processing time, it'll come up with a little notification or a little bar, right, that's saying, like, loading, please wait, or something like that, right? You, 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 there's no progress bar for your no, phone. No, yes. it just... It seems like the computer's frozen. You know, you're you control-alt-deleting, you're trying to reset it like that, and he's just standing there cogitating. Mm-hmm. And then after the after a couple of minutes had passed, he finally says, oh, we'll just do this. It's like, why didn't you tell me 
before like so okay just say give me a second to think about it but no this is just how dad is so that's fine so here's a look at it he's standing there hands on his hips just staring at this thing right walks forward opens one of the doors has a look at the shelf closes the doors steps back looks at it again I'm like all right he's thinking he's working on it he's working his magic here and then mm-hmm. after a while, he's no problem no problem Right? I'm like, okay. Still not going to tell me the details here. It's like a Sherlock Holmes novel. We're not getting the reveal until the end, right? Yeah. So then he goes online. He finds these bookshelves because he measured it. He's like, okay, here are these bookshelves that are going to fit in this recess reasonably snugly, right? And then we're going to build a frame around it and then cover up all the ugly bits of the frame, right? With just like wood that we're going to paint white. The finished result is incredible. It looks so good. It looks so professional. And all we did was buy three bookshelves, put them in this recess on like a little box frame at the bottom to hold them up to like a, yeah. a, a height, right? Like just a couple of centimeters, like 15 centimeters off the ground. Uh, sorry, 150 mil. You have to use millimeters when you're building. That's something that I learned from dad. And then he drilled it into the oh, sides the, to keep it. Construction is a precise endeavor. Right? Yeah, exactly. And he drilled it into the, into the frame to keep it steady. And like he's mounted it properly so it doesn't shake or wobble or anything. And then went through and like sealed it in and painted it. And it looks incredible. So I now have this like wall to wall bookshelf behind me. The only thing that's missing is one of those ladders that goes along and slides along. My roof isn't tall enough for that, unfortunately. But I love this bookshelf. I was going to say like, it's one of those things where this sounds trite, but there is no real substitute for just having done a thing for years and years. You know Mm, what I mean? mm, mm. Yeah. It's like, and it's not even just like like having a lot of experience is very helpful, but when you have so much experience, eventually it kind of almost ticks over mm. and is like you get this level of like, oh, well, you know, I actually remember I put up a bookshelf in 1989 mm. I did this thing and I didn't do this. And God, I wish I had afterwards. And you just there's a phrase that my father always says, um, I'm not, which is um, I'm not sure if it's an adage outside of the former club, but he would always say that no man ever learned a lesson by watching another man be whipped. Which is just a very intense yes, thing to say. Yeah. But, but I understand the thrust of it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. the yeah. idea. <clears throat> yeah, so like the stuff that you, there's something, some lessons you only learn by trying and doing it wrong. Yeah. And doing something for that many years just gives you the opportunity to have a million of those things and then to, you know, soft-handed Philistines like mm. you and I never mm. worked a hard day in our lives that isn't sat behind the desk, the computer desk. Um, it looks like magic. Like, <clears throat> there's a smoke alarm in the hall here, yeah. right? That has like, I took it. I took it. I unscrewed it once to take a battery out because we have a new one, right? It's the old one that used to be there. Um, and for some reason, somehow, when I did it, or either before that, the, the like mechanism to screw it back in broke, okay. right? So now it's just like hanging off the wires, and I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with yeah. this. Well, that's that's, <laughs> like, a, that's a problem. That's a problem without a solution. There's no way that I can fix that. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you, man. I'm like, maybe I'll maybe I'll put up a lamp. I'm right there with you. Like, I, Dad is. Competency generally is just incredible to behold, right? Like watching someone be good at mm-hmm. anything is amazing. But just the fact that like right. dad was able to look at this thing and in his head just do all these like calculations and figure out what it was going to do. But then the other thing is going to this hardware store that he's never been to before, right? Like Bunnings, mm-hmm. broadly speaking, Bunnings, are, you know, you know what's going to be there. Like it's just, it's a big box, massive hardware chain. So like, you know, it's going to be there. A Bunnings is a Bunnings. But he had no hesitation of being like, all right, we need this from this side, we need this from this side, we need this product, we need this tool to put this thing into the... How do you know this, right? I remember when I was very, very young, like this is a very, very early memory of mine, right? If 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 I were in the film, what's it called? The one where the character is also called Riley and she's got Amy Poehler in her head. What's that called? 
Instagram. So imagine I'm Matt Riley, right? This this is one of them core mm. memories, right? It's one of them core memories. Mm. So Dad and I were – well, I say Dad and I. In the same way that Dad and I built the bookshelf, Dad and I were painting um, the – You were a witness to your father. Well, I was helping. I was like – I think I was three, maybe four, and I was like handing him um, – uh, paint brushes and I was putting inexpert blotches of paint on the wall that he would then have to go and paint over and it was very cute that sort of stuff mm-hmm. but then in the end he gave me a little high five and he said we're a team and I was like oh yes I'm a team with my dad like it oh, was just that hits, it dude. was just oh, oh dude man. oh man it was just like and I, I remember this so strongly he had his little Richmond Tigers mug that he was drinking his tea out of and he gave me a little high five and it just made me feel like I was on top of the world you know I was the only only boy in his eyes even though mm-hmm. Oliver was along at that stage so he was competing for that spotlight anyway <laughs> anyway it's like it was incredible. That, I know it sounds really silly, but like having that experience then as like a 34-year-old, like handing him the tools as he was building me this bookshelf. And it took me straight back to that 30 years ago, right? And has left me with this feeling like we, I say we did this. He did it and I was in the room, but it still feels amazing. I totally yeah. understand. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's so, so good. Um, so are you going to go around now and start bashing things up just so like, oh, Dak, you can help me fix this thing. It's broken. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I will throw him under the bus. I wasn't going to, but now now you've okay. said that, I'm going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share one one final event, right? One final story with, that, that happened when, when he was up here and we were working in the house. So my office um, shares a wall with the lounge room, right, where the TV is. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to run an HDMI cable from my computer to the TV so I can, and a USB thing, so I can sit there and play games on the TV rather than on my computer, right? Okay. So yeah. the problem with that is running an, an HDMI cable out through the door, around the wall, all the way, like it's just going to be a hassle, right? So I was like, Dad, I want to put a hole through the wall. And he's like, okay, no worries. We can do that, right? We get a brush pad, which. Hold on. I mean, even I, Dennis Straniak, know how to do Yes, that. but do you That's know how fine. to do it where it's going to. It's going to look nice and neat. Like it's going to, and Dad knew all the ways. We're going to make this thing look very professional. So you get a thing called a brush pad, which is like a, um, it's like a plug socket, except it just has a hole that goes all the way through, and then it has little brushes that kind of hide the fact that it's a hole. If that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So it looks great. So we get two of them. We get a special drill bit that's going to drill through the th- through the wall and make the brush pad fit into it perfectly. Right? It's going to look very professional. We go through, we measure in from the corner of my office, right? Do the marking, drill this massive hole in the wall. It looked, looked huge, right? It looked really big once you've done it. Go through to the lounge room, do the same thing. Measure in from the corner, do this, um, put this hole in the wall. But they're like, so normally there's plasterboard and there's studs and then there's another thing of plasterboard. And usually in internal walls, there's nothing in between. There's no insulation. There's nothing else like that. It's just two bits of plasterboard, plasterboard sandwiching the stud in the middle, right? That that holds the holds the wall up, right? Now you might be do, like, you, mm-hmm. I, I think your house is like brick, so it's going to be different. But yeah, it was very surprising to drill through the plasterboard on both sides and end up hitting something solid in the middle, right? Houses don't normally have yeah. a third layer in the middle, right? So like, well, what's I had I had the exact opposite of this problem, which we will get to in floor chat, which is my house uh, had uh, one layer fewer. Oh, good. All right. Well, that's probably going to end up with a similar problem to what I had here because Dad was in the lounge room drilling, drilling, drilling. He couldn't get through this, um, uh, this this wall. Right. He couldn't get through this internal thing with the drill. So he's like, oh, God, I don't know what's going on. So he goes back into my office and he's drilling, drilling, drilling from the other side. Again, we've measured this to make sure it's you know. So he's presumably drilling from the other side with where it's weakened already. He's like, right, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to get the hammer 
I'm going to use the butt of the hammer and just because oh. I've I've smashed I've smacked out like I've I've drilled a little bit right I think it's just stuck I think it's actually just physically stuck right like the disc is misaligned slightly and it's just jammed in there so I'm going to the hammer I'm going to bang it out go on the other side and, and grab it when it comes out the other side so he's bang 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 these massive huge noises I'm like dad it's not like it, I, it's not coming what happens like that I don't know what's going on because it's just he's just the the, the wall is not. Like this, this disc shape from the drill bit is not coming through the wall. Yeah, the wall is not wall. But then what came through the wall was the butt of the hammer. Mm. Dad smashed a hole through the wall with the hammer, right? Like the, the plaza went flying, right? Because he's just smacked the thing. Like shattered. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the lounge room. He started about halfway down the wall. Not in the corner like we measured. Because... What's that? Wait, 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 wait. Why is that possible? Because, Dennis, we're both so dumb that we measured from the corner of the office and the corner of the lounge room rooms with different dimensions. Lads. From my office window, you can see the corner of the lounge room. The lounge room sticks out further than my office. They're not, they're not, they're not. I, they're not mirror image no, rooms. No, my like mine is like three meters deep. The the lounge is four and a half meters deep, for instance. So do you have two holes? So we have an extra bonus hole. So Dad was able to clean up the hole here that he made with the hammer. That was fine. He just drilled it out, put the brush pads in. It looked fine. We decided to leave the other hole for the morning. Woke up in the morning. The whole the whole this point is kind of just a dent. No, 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 no. We woke up in the morning and went to look at the other hole, and you could see daylight through it. He had drilled to the outside of the house, dude. He had drilled all the way through. So I now had some very rudimentary air conditioning. I had a new ventilation system installed. It was so funny. So he has to get up. But the thing is, again, he looked at there. He's like, no problem, no problem, right? Gets up on a ladder, fixes the outside of the house with spack filler, this thing that you put in that dries hard and it's fine, right? And then goes to Bunnings, buys uh, another, like a, uh, again, it looks like a plug socket, except it's just blank, right? And then uses that to cover up the hole and let, you wouldn't know it was there. You wouldn't know it was there. I'm like I'm with you in that this is magic, but obviously like, the house got built in the first place. So there was no wall and there was some yeah. wall. So having a wall with a hole in it should be feasible. You can make a hole, you know, yeah. but I'm with you. Like DIY stuff, not my no, forte. Not. And not dad's apparently uh, either when it comes to just basic measurement. So I re- oh, I Well, precision, maybe I not. I tell no. you, I let him have it. I let, I, oh, I hang, I hung that him for the rest of the week. Every time he measured anything, I was like, yep. And remember dad, I, you know, a bit of Dungeons and Daddy's business here. Remember dad, measure once, cut twice. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 The whole time. Oh, I gave it to him. It was great. Anyway. Um, it was well deserved. It was a great trip. My house has never looked better, and um, Dad uh, never felt never felt breezier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Have a Listen to This, your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, Riley Knight and Dennis Straniak. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. If you didn't like it, I guess tell them anyway, but um, hopefully they download it and they like it. Or if they don't, those downloads show up just the same, to be honest. If you really like the show, you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show. Get the show a little bit early as well as some other exclusive perks and, you know, help us keep the lights and the mics on over here.